Some cars are comfy on the inside but don't have power on the outside. And some cars have the horsepower but none of the comfort. I used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package. But that all changed when I got my Honda SUV. It's rugged and sophisticated. And right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup. CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, you name it. So if you're looking for a car that's the total package, the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer. Hurry before they're all gone. And I'm Wesley, and we are the Fellowship of the Ring. Right. Where are we going? <laughs> what? Won't we need second breakfast first? <laughs> what about elevensies? Lunch, afternoon tea, dinner, <laughs> supper. <laughs> <laughs> What's the whole line of Lord of the Rings? No, for um, that one? Uh, no, just like all the meals. Like there's like oh, a specific. Right, line yeah, there of is. Meals. So, so there's breakfast, second breakfast, elevensies, luncheon, afternoon tea, dinner, supper. So seven yes. meals for <laughs> hobbits. And any desserts not mentioned. Uh, yes. Please. But take me now. How about I go first then? Because that yeah. Yeah, segue right into it that. It segues right into my topic. Flip, Flip Gary. So I love Lord of the Rings very much. I recently rediscovered that love of Lord of the Rings. Mm. Alex and his family, actually, I wouldn't even know about Lord of the Rings if it was not for the Shaw family. Well, I feel like you would have found out eventually. Maybe eventually, but it was def- they definitely had a big part in it. But I recently watched all three movies again. Mm. And before before we started watching them, I was just kind of like, yeah, I like Lord of the Rings, but you know, it's, it's not like it's not like still around. So like, I'm yeah, think I'm more it's, inter- not as, it's not as relevant as it used to. Yeah, think. I was like, I think I'm more interested in other it things. Still hurts though, because it it's does. such a big part of my childhood. Yeah, and I guess kind of yours, but not as oh, much. Definitely. Well, I mean, let's see. Well, you, from like, you said you kind of liked it, and then it kinda, you kind of forgot about from it. From like 12, 12 on mm-hmm. for our childhoods. Um, but yeah, so I was just kind of like, yeah, I like Lord of the Rings. It's been a while, though. And then we start watching them again, and I'm just like blown away. I'm like, these are awesome. Like, <laughs> like I forgot how much I just absolutely loved these movies. Well, they're absolutely fantastic, especially considering that they came out in the early 2000s. I know. Like, they still hold up pretty good, I think. I mean, mm-hmm. I, again, I feel bad because I haven't seen them in forever, but they look good. It's not bad. Yeah, and I was looking for that, too, because I was like, I wonder how the special effects fare, like, Maybe more than ten years them? later. What, would you say, like, some of them just didn't... I didn't... I was not taken out of it, out of the movie by anything. I think actually I was more taken out by the Hobbit movies with their special effects than with this one because with this one they use more practical effects like mm. miniatures and you know. Yeah. So how does their effects hold up now looking back on like so ten plus years? For instance, you remember the beginning of the Fellowship of the Ring where Sauron's got like his huge mace and he's just like swinging across and yep. like people are flying everywhere. Mm-hmm. Going into that scene, I was like, I wonder how this is gonna look because that's obviously completely digitally rendered like he is and then just the people flying everywhere yeah. I watch it and I was like they could do better now but I this doesn't bother me I'm not taken out of the movie by it that's at all that's good um, yeah you're not like, just like ooh that was CGI exactly I didn't I was just like I was like yeah it was totally fine and I think if I remember correctly Lord of the Rings had one of the highest budgets of its time oh, for yeah. movies oh like, yeah oh it, it kind of had to be I mean they were actually filming yeah. all three movies at once yep 
Yeah, in New Zealand. I remember I was watching the the special features for like each individual movie, basically as much as I'd watch the actual movie itself, just because I wanted to see how they made it, how it worked, how the actors like got to their characters, and that was like a really big part of my childhood too, because like I really loved seeing the miniatures, the costumes, just the the sets, locations. Like they went like so they filmed in New Zealand, right? Mm-hmm. They like went to so many places they literally went on top of mountains to do locations you know they built a rough, like a hobbiton area which they tore down but then they rebuilt it for the hobbit movies and they actually made it as a tourist spot yeah that's so cool. yeah um like just during filming or is it still up just during filming okay. for the lord of the rings yeah. but then they rebuilt it for the hobbit and, and it's then still it's, there. it's still there yeah you oh, can cool. actually go to hobbiton that's and, awesome you know, that's so cool i'm pretty sure that they have the, the pub there too the green that's dragon cool. They're doing yeah. something similar for Game of Thrones. I don't know if it's going to be permanent, but they're going to leave it for a certain period after filming for people to visit and go to Westeros, which I think is really cool. Do you know cool. what place exactly? Isn't it in... I want to say it's like... It's not Iceland, is it? No, I'm, I'm asking, like, what? what's the location? What's in the Westeros. Oh! You know? um, I don't know specifically. Um, I don't know enough about Game of Thrones. Yeah. To... I don't know. But, uh, but yeah, I think it's interesting. Lord of the Rings is kind of a special case where Lord of the Rings was big. And by big, I mean like Star Wars big at its peak. You know, um, in the early 2000s, Star Wars had just finished its uh, prequel movies. And everyone was full on board with Lord of the Rings. I'm trying to remember what other they stuff was big. They were basically coming out around the same time. Because Phantom Menace came out in like, what, 99? Yeah, and so. um, Revenge of the Sith came out in 2005. Yeah, so they so were literally the prequels. and Yeah, Return of the King That was like the Sith a golden out. age for kids like, like us. Like I mean, Lord I wasn't Rings. allowed to go see them in theaters. Okay, so, so. it's a golden age for me. But, <laughs> yeah, still, still odd. I first saw Lord of the Rings when I was six years old. I mean, we went back and actually, no, I watched it before that. But your my parents ki- were kind of on and off about what I was allowed to watch. I was going to say, your ki- it was very odd. Your parents must have been so sold on like the fact that Tolkien's a Christian that they were just yeah, like, Lord of the Rings is okay, like, <laughs> even though like there's wizards he's a, and he's stuff. A wizard, we don't let you watch Harry Potter. Okay. Yeah. Harry Potter, nah. Yeah. My parents were the same way, though. They, well, I mean, they saw Gandalf as more as, a, as, as an angel type, I guess. Exactly. Which and, he is. Well, he is, yeah, yeah basically. Technically. My parents are the same way. Um, Harry Potter was a no go. And then Lord of the Rings is okay because um, Gandalf is like like a like a Jesus type figure, yeah, which way. I understand, especially at a young age, being impressionable. Like yeah. that's fine. Oh yeah, I was they, definitely they very don't, They don't they don't care if we watch them. Now. It was just as we were young kids. Which is weird, like Lord, Lord of the Rings has some really graphic. Moments. Oh my yeah, goodness! That's yeah. okay. So that's the thing is watching my them. Let me watch that. Watching they... them this time around, I did not realize how dark and disturbing they are at times. Like, I was watching them with someone, and she's like. I, like, I couldn't believe, like, we were, like, legitimately watching a horror movie at some, like, yeah. at certain points. Like, oh, yeah. I was like, whoa, I don't remember it being like this. I remember some parts where that, that were, like, so scary that I literally could not watch them for the longest time. I still don't know if I can actually watch them again. But, um, and then, yeah. meanwhile, in Harry Potter, the scariest thing, like, my mom oh, thought that the, like, the... Dementors. That's true, but that didn't come till later. By that point, I was already a teen. But, like, the big spider in the second movie, I remember that being, like... I think that was a big spider. Shelob's a big <laughs> spider. Good grief. Oh, the one from Lord of the Rings? Mm. Yeah. Mm. Terrifying. I mean, Gross. She, yeah. She used her webs and everything, but I For remember... me, I didn't, I didn't... As far as parents goes, I didn't have anything withheld back for me as far as those. Um, I remember the first R-rated movie I watched was The Matrix, which was fantastic. I see. Um, I, I watched The Matrix, and I really... It, didn't really seem like it needed to be R-rated for me personally. I haven't watched it in a while. Yeah, oh, to be. Today's just, time? No. 
back then, yes, and it's mostly that because of the sense, swearing. That because you remember the eighties; those were R-rated movies, just because they were like pretty graphic. Well, I mean, granted, it was so fake that you didn't notice it, but still, it's... one of the main reasons why it's R-rated is because the swearing. I didn't, I didn't notice any f bombs in that movie. Well, even it doesn't even it's been have a to while. I have to go back. Yeah, like yeah. now you can drop one f bomb and still it be PG thirteen. That's not though. It's like yeah, you yeah. Can, you can do the s word a lot more. You know, I didn't see. I didn't notice any of them in the Matrix movie when I watched it. So I'm pretty sure. I'm I'd, almost certain. I'd have let's to go watch back it again, again because again. I'm pretty sure it's been a well, like, The worst part watch... of that movie that I noticed, besides like this, like it wasn't a big deal. Although like the shooting guns and stuff, but the worst part for me was when the thing. Spoiler alert for people who haven't seen The Matrix. It's been like 18 years, 20 years since it came out. Um, it's the worst part is when that uh, robot thing goes into his belly button. That was the oh, worst part for me. Creepy, I'm just yeah. like, nope, that's disgusting. Um, but Venom that just came out, which is PG-13, they swear a lot in that movie. Like, I, yeah. Yes. I, just, I don't no. notice these things anymore. I, see, I only noticed it because the rating was such a debate, so I was curious to see how much swearing, how much graphic. I remember the one time he said the F word in the movie, though. Yeah. yeah. There was always that one token yeah. F word. Mm -hmm. See, you notice it, obviously, you notice it a lot more in uh, Peach 13 movies because you're just like, all right, wait for it. Looking where's, for that where's one. Where's it going to be? There yeah. it is. I just think it's funny because they know they have, like, that one, it's like, like superpower. Right? Where can we put it in the movie where it's the most effective? You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, but Lord of the Rings, right? Yeah. No swearing in that. Were those PG or PG-13? PG oh, they were okay. definitely PG-13. They would definitely be for the images. Just, just, to say, just for yeah. the graphic You content. know what's really yeah. interesting is that, so, the, with the Hobbit movies, they came out, they were PG-13 too, even though that they were based off of a book that was for a younger audience, yeah. The Hobbit, mm -hmm. which is a smaller book than any one of the individual Lord of the Rings yeah. books, and they still made it into three movies. But... What was interesting was that they came out with an extended version of the last movie for The Hobbit, and they made it rated R, just to get more blood and guts and gore into the battle, which doesn't make any sense, because, for one, Tolkien, he, he was very adamant, saying, like, he doesn't care for violence. He was part of a World War One, I, I believe. Yeah. And, like, he was very against it, but all of the violence in The Lord of the Rings, there was a purpose to it. Exactly. And I thought Peter Jackson knew that as well. I thought he agreed with that. And then it just come, he comes out with The Hobbit, and it's like, no, let's see all these orcs get decapitated, like, 50 times. Let's see this werewolf get, or this wolf get smashed into the ground. Or Yeah, I don't want to talk about The Hobbit too much. But, yeah, sorry. But, no, no, that's okay. That's okay. But one, one thing about The Hobbit that was interesting to me is, like you said, it's a book that by itself is still smaller than any one of the trilogy books. They, to be fair, they did add some of the appendices from the Lord okay, of the Rings to make it. That's fair. Yeah, and I could see, I could see a justification for three movies for the one Hobbit book if they faithfully adapted every page. Seriously, like if you're, if you think it would still be three movies? I don't. Th I think it would maybe be two movies, but also if they faithfully adapted the book like page for page, then. All the other characters, except for Thorin, Bilbo, and Gandalf, th they wouldn't have anything. There's not, like, the dwarves say, like, any. one or two lines. They huh. had to flesh out the characters for the dwarves. They had 13. It's a different medium. Yeah, yeah, they had 13 dwarves to work with. They had to do something to make them unique. <laughs> we like, have 13 give, dwarves. What do we do with them? <laughs> uh, put an axe in that guy's head and have him just speak, you know, in dwarfish all the time. Okay. Have yeah. that guy be... Fat. Does one of them speak in Dwarvish all the time? Yeah. Oh, see, I've see, I've only seen the first one, and I barely remember it. Yeah. I remember the crazy like wood wizard, like in the oh, woods. They ruined that. They ruined Radagast the Brown. I, oh. I mean, they could have done a lot with him, but they just had him be like this weird, you know, 
pothead sort of guy who had bird poo in his hair. It was, it was very disappointing. Mm. Yeah. So Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings, though. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I was like, it surprised me how graphic they were. And just like... they had, what was it? The third one they had, they were catapulting heads into a city. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was scary as crap. Yeah. And like just the level of cinematography and mm. the storytelling... <laughs> For okay. those of you listening, Wesley's doing the Italian, Italian hand. The level of intensity in the cinematography. Nah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I did laugh a few times just because, and it's because I've seen them so many times that I was able to like take myself out of it to see what was going on. But like, just oh. like the like the, the sad choir music every time something bad happens. Like you think <laughs> someone's dead, it like immediately things start to slow down. You just hear like the oh. Like, well, like just, that, yeah. Though. I mean, the like it. It's good if you're like still like in the movie. But I've seen them so many times. I was able to take myself out and be like, "What are they doing here?" Yeah, like, it just it just that happens every time something sad I, happens. You know, I kind of do that more and more nowadays. Yeah, than what, I used you to. you know what scene that what has I think what's the best um, example of this effect mm-hmm. is seeing Boromir. Uh, die when he's just constantly getting. Sometimes, <laughs> yeah. well, and no, no, sometimes was... it's just a sh- it's a close up of him going. Oh, oh. That's oh, actually like... that's actually one of my favorite scenes in the whole trilogy. Oh, it's though, so is good. The Boromir thing because oh. he because he comes full circle as a character too. Yeah. Um, but so I just proud. think it's so funny though, just watching him and he's like, oh, there's an arrow. I was like, oh, he's still going. Oh no! Oh, he gets shot again. Yeah. Oh no! Oh he's no! Still he's still going. It's like Scott Sterling. It's the same thing. To be fair, he had like five arrows in him yeah, at that point. He was still only going three, strong. okay? We embellish it. I was, was it it's only three. I was, which is still a lot. Wait, hold on, I'm, but that's I'm, the thing. It's two I'm more re- than it should take. I'm going to replay it in my mind. You guys keep talking. Hold okay. <laughs> so, anyway, the scene that made me laugh was when you think Aragorn is dead in the two towers and he falls yeah. off the cliff, and Eowyn is like, so like her uncle, the king, comes and he's like, or like, or someone, someone has the final word. It was Gimli. Gimli's yeah, like, you fell. And then, and then you just get a look from the king towards Eowyn, and then Eowyn's like, like, like she just like looks down, like really sad, and then the like choir music starts playing, and things oh. get slow, and it's like, and I'm just sitting there like, I know he's not dead. This just seems silly to me right now. <laughs> like, like if you think about it, that's kind of the same problem that we have with the Avengers movie right now. Is that we know a lot of them aren't dead, yeah. but we still, we still felt it. I mean, granted, we don't feel as much now, yeah. but. One thing. I literally spent the end of Avengers Infinity War going, <laughs> nope, ah. don't buy it, <laughs> like the whole time. So, a couple things I'd like to ask yeah. you after rewatching this. Do you think that this is one of the best examples of movies holding up in their time? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. The third one because won, like, their budget, several Oscars, including yeah, this picture. Their budget was, like, because I will stand by this. I prefer practical <laughs> effects to digital effects oh, me too. every time. But they had such a big budget for this movie that literally when the movie came out, the the special effects must have been like amazing because they still look good now. You know yeah. what I mean? Like like Gollum looks. Yeah, that was a revolutionary turning point. It really in, was. Yeah, motion. I'm sure that was it's one of the even, first su- motion capture success it, stories. I don't think it's even called motion capture anymore. I think it's like no. it's called like motion uh, performance. Motion or performance. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. what Andy Serkis was talking about at RTX. And he year. revolutionized that. He's yeah. the guy. He's yeah. the guy. He's the, the man. All the time. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. And now it's a much more like, big deal because he's also done, you know, the Planet of the Apes movies, mm-hmm. Thanos' motion capture, a lot of villains True. nowadays. Are Thanos, I found very, like, I literally was, I forgot that he I, was CGI. I forgot like, he wasn't real, too. Yeah. yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it's really cool to see how we've come in. Lord of the Rings was and such I mean, a revolutionary. Like, you still know he's man. not, but like it's so. I don't know. It's, it's really got that weird quality. Yeah. Yeah. They mm-hmm. finally, I think they were getting over the, um, what do they call it? Creepy Valley? No. I um, remember, I know what you're talking about. It's like, it's like a threshold where it's, and they can actually do it. They can make something look so real that you think it's real, but it actually creeps oh, people Uncanny out. Valley. Uncanny Valley. I think Valley. they're just getting over the Uncanny Valley because it's something where something is so not human that it doesn't bother you. But at the more and more human-like it becomes, it the more you. and more creepy it gets. And then there's a certain like point where it's so close to being realistic, but just not quite. Yeah. Where it's super uncanny and really unnerving. So things in this category being like um, like masks or stuff like that. Or Rogue One with Governor Tarkin and Princess Leia. That, yeah, that was a little weird. A little yeah, uncanny. Yeah. So the thing is, is I think you have to you have to maintain some kind of um, like it can't. I don't think it can be like a it's human. Still, per it still se can't as much. be totally real looking. Because like they, I actually watched behind the scenes for the for Finding Nemo, and they actually could have made Finding Nemo. That's right. The li- water. They could have made the water and the fish look exactly like like in real life, mm-hmm. but they said it made it weirded people out. Yeah. So they toned it way down, mm-hmm. like cartoony for. Finding Nemo. Yeah, I thought that was so cool. Yeah, probably because yeah, they were getting too close to that uncanny yep. valley. So mm-hmm. rather than making it obviously not more human-like to get over it, they decided to yeah. go back and go down the slope rather than yeah, trying to mm-hmm. push past it. Mm-hmm. So I feel like those characters managed to just get past that. And I feel like that's becoming yeah. more and more common. So where we're actually pushing it past this huge... Yeah, because in Go- for the instance with, the, with Gollum, the eyes are huge. Yeah, there's no and way. And so it ta- it, it's like... it. You're not creeped. Like, you're not creep, accepting. Also, you're not creeped out by Gollum because he looks too real. You're just creeped out by him because he looks weird. Quick question: like, Do just... we need to have a spoiler alert for the Lord of the Rings movies? No. no. Okay. No. Good. If you haven't seen them by now, it's yeah. too late. Um, no, just go watch them. And one, special people. Yeah, one thing they would late, like to but... talk about that I think is interesting about Lord of the Rings, looking back on it, is we see other big movies of this stature: Star Wars, Harry Potter, things of that nature. Lord of the Rings being such a big caliber in its popularity and the effect that we just talked about the lasting effect that it's had on the film industry as a whole and Mm -hmm. as pop culture. Why is it kind of gone out of relevancy now? Here's why. Because no, because our culture is so driven by stories that don't end. You know what I mean? Like everything just lasts forever. Or like it has some. They kind want to have some opening just in case they want to like make either, something else. Either that, or it has some kind of spinoff that's carrying the torch now. And Lord of the Rings is an open and shut case. And but they've had even that, the story. But they've had the Hobbit, which is a spinoff. Yeah, but we don't talk about. But those. even we don't even, talk about those. even that, um, that. But I'm just saying. Just, I that's... I can't even like if I. It's just weird for me. I don't I don't have I don't feel like I don't know. Even during it does the not ho- make me feel like I'm watching a Lord of the Rings movie. Yeah, they don't have the they don't have the, the same feel at all. And I and I get that. And I I could argue a similar point for Harry Potter. Yeah, However, the... Harry Potter is still extremely relevant, even though I think it's because there's so many of those. I think it's the volume of the Harry Potter okay. movies. Also, kids can really relate to it more because it's, gro- it's like a growing. It's like a coming uh, of yeah. Age Another story. thing is the Harry Potter universe has so much room in it for more stories where the Lord of the Rings doesn't. Even the plot is open and shut. You know what I mean? Mm. There is literally nothing to worry about after after Sauron gets defeated. Not like, really. From there on, it's all like normal fantasy stuff. You know have, what I mean? Have you read the book? No. For the books? No. Yeah, there's a couple of things that go wrong like afterwards, but for the most part, that in was In comparison, great... it's like nothing. <laughs> yeah, no. 
because like this was we're talking like world ending stuff. There's nothing yeah. like just normal disputes yeah. and stuff like that. The plot um, is the plot is so like epic and stuff. So, and then so yeah. now okay, putting that in context, I'm trying mm. to think of earlier trilogies similar to Lord of the Rings. We didn't have a lot of earlier trilogies. We had like Back to the Future, Matrix. Indiana Jones. Well, mm. it, well, Matrix was coming out during the time of Lord of the Rings, sort of. Yeah. Okay, but I think Indiana Jones. That's, that's a good, good one. Mm-hmm. Also, not, not even a trilogy though. Not anymore. It's, it's got more movies than yeah. three now. Yeah, and I'm trying to think. We don't the, talk about when that, the new though, movie either. came out. Did that kind of bring it out of relevance? Uh, kind of. I don't know. Yeah, a little bit. Not really. Yeah. It was there, and people I watched say, it, and people realized it wasn't really that great, and so then it fell back into. Well, Indiana Jones is more like in the cult classic area. Yeah, they're was, they're yeah. With, as but with Lord of the Rings, what area is it in? Because. Maybe it's a cult classic, or maybe I think, it's something else. I think the Lord of the Rings trilogy, I think any one of those movies even, is up there in the best movies ever made. Mm. Okay. Um, I think maybe Lord of the Rings is still a little... And it's weird, because it's it's not new, but I still think maybe it's a little... It's newer. It's still too new to be considered, like, classic. It's not... Yeah, know. maybe that's what it maybe needs to do, is it needs to get... Though. What? Because maybe, maybe it's because like we watched it as kids, so so we don't think of it as like oh yeah, really it could, old. It's, it could be our generation no, too. I think I think you're on to something though. I think mm. that it's it's in that weird phase where it's not new, but it's not. It's old. still like a living legend kind right. type of thing. Because one thing I will say is that Back to the Future has made a comeback. I see tons of merch for it oh, yeah. all the time. A lot of circling people buy it all the mm-hmm. time because of nostalgia. And I just think that Lord of the Rings is only not relevant right now because it hasn't hit that phase where it can be considered a a classic it's still yeah. not old enough you know it's still it's still fair <laughs> here's to put in perspective we have to also if we were to consider that lord of the rings is an old classic we'd also have to put the prequels with that because it was on the same time period yeah which nobody would say that the prequels were like an old cl- when you say for- classic you mean movies that are like great though yeah i'm saying but that being said classic also implies it older. also implies that it's been around for a while right and, and i would say you wouldn't, you wouldn't and- regardless of what you think of the prequels as far as quality goes you wouldn't say that the prequels are that old and that level yeah, no they're, they're not. not even they're- i love the prequels though there's so much good <laughs> culture Especially from the them memes that come <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Movies are the best part. And actually, and I think, I think, I think Revenge of the Sith is a legitimately good movie. Oh yeah. I um, and I also think The Phantom Menace is a legitimately good movie. I get some pushback on that one, but I actually like The Phantom Menace. It's the Attack of the Clones I can't stand. Well, as we're all. speaking about Star Wars and clones, that kind of kind of goes into what well, Alex wants to talk about. I hate to break the segue, but oh. I have one more thing I want okay, to say about Lord of the Rings. I want to keep talking about Lord of the Rings. I know. Sort of, like, like, I have so much we should just have a Lord, We should just have a Lord of the Rings So entire episode. one, but I don't know if we can do that today. Um, but Amazon is getting a Lord of the Rings TV show, so yes, maybe we'll have true. Lord of the Rings. That's, Very that's true. All I want. Yeah, I just want to say that it's interesting because we're talking about how it hasn't been in the spotlight for a while, could be coming back. And to be honest, with Game of Thrones... It's ending next yeah, year. Yeah, it's ending. That could take that helm of yeah. that, that hole that people are now going to have. And this isn't some like side story. They're going to adapt the books to a TV show, which I actually like because I like seeing things taken differently. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see who they'll cast in right. the roles. Like I'm excited to see what they'll do with all the extra time. Like Maybe they'll... Maybe the show won't start at the Fellowship. Maybe the show starts before the Fellowship. That would incorporate be cool. some of the Silmarillion. Silmarillion? Yeah. Maybe. 
I, I don't know how much of the Silmarillion actually ties into the Lord of the Rings story specifically. It sets though. up a lot of the back, like a lot of the backdrop, though. Mm, for the for the world, yes. Yeah, that's what but I mean. It builds the. I think one thing they're gonna have a hard time with is casting because I can't think of another movie that has such iconic casting. Well, here's even here, like, actually here's the, the thing. Rings, though, Some of those guys didn't do anything else notable ever. Not really, no. Um, even the guy who played Aragorn, that's, no, that's, he's in like a couple of movies. But that's maybe? worse. That's worse when they haven't done anything normal because then that's all you see them as. For instance, um, who's the guy who plays Frodo? Elijah, Elijah Wood. Wood. Elijah Wood. He's done other stuff, but everybody knows him as Frodo, and it's so yeah. hard for him to break that image. So to because of that, to have someone else play Frodo the makes it a little though, bit harder. The thing is, though, he has an iconic character. A lot of actors they do great in certain things, but sometimes they they aren't remembered. Well, look, did you pick things. anything to talk about? Can we spend Alex's if I you see, want to? I, w- I can was we thinking spend about talking to... about something, but I can talk about it in the can next we... time. Let's, can we, can yeah, we... let's okay. do let's another let's do another twenty of Lord of the Rings. I'm <laughs> sorry, people, you're getting more Lord of the Rings. Cause... Hashtag not sorry. Yeah, <laughs> not sorry at all. Because I also want to talk about like who you think your favorite characters were, and maybe who you think. Even if they weren't your favorite character, who had the best performances? Samwise Gamgee, yes, my Sam boy. Sam is awesome. He's not only is it a great performance by um, Sean Sean Astin. Sean Astin, all three movies, but he's a great character. He gets too. so much better. He goes from simple gardener hobbit. You want to be Sam? To, to being friends. like the best bro ever, mm-hmm. who will go like basically to hell and back with your friend, and he did basically. Yeah, he climb. He, he, I can't carry it for you, but I can carry you. He can carry and you're like, ah, he like I wanted to cry. He carried Frodo up a mountain while they're both starving and dehydrated. I, I cried bro tears. Like, <laughs> <laughs> cries manly tears. Yeah, but, but the so ultimate yeah. bromance. Yeah, exactly. And so Sam, I don't think Sam is a hard sell at all. Sam is just a great character. Great, Such great, great character. acting all throughout. Um, Gimli, I just I feel personally connected to Gimli because I relate. Such a gruff character. I, if I if the okay if the Eaton family was was transferred to a fantasy universe, the Eatons would be dwarves. I would be okay. a dwarf, definitely. I don't know what I would be. I'd probably be like an angry Hobbit or something. <laughs> <laughs> an would, angry, unusually tall Hobbit. I'd be like a pessimistic <laughs> Hobbit, which is the stands out of the crowd. I would ar- I I would like to throw in like. Honestly, my favorite character is Legolas. Mm-hmm. However, we've seen um, Orlando Bloom. He's broken that tie. He's yeah. done other things like Pirates of the Caribbean. He's yeah. done other movies to where he's not just Legolas. Mm-hmm. Even though also very popular. As, as opposed to Pirates of the Caribbean and Lord of the Rings, though. What other characters? Um, he I was in Troy. That's yeah. where I. That's another role I know him from. Troy. Like the yeah. one thing that I, one or two things I can think of is that he was in that really, really bad Three Musketeers movie. Oh yeah, <laughs> that one. But even that, so he's, my my point is, is that even though he's my favorite character, despite that, I think he's an easier replaced character. But in on on the contrary, but similar level, even though he's done other things, I feel like Gandalf is going to be hard to replace because for some reason, just him, his acting, his presence. Like Ian McKellen it is, is iconic. Yeah, he honestly is he Gandalf. could still play Gandalf in the in the Amazon yeah, show. So he like old. let's just not replace him. Let's just because that's the thing. It's like it's something. It, it Actually, goes to the fact when you play someone so good, it's almost impossible to replace. Yeah. But actually, for the show, they could cast a younger, still old, but a younger Gandalf, maybe like fifties. Or something. Well, he can be, he's ageless, but still on the older side. Exactly. So, like, they could, like, Potentially, yeah. but I don't want to see, like, a, like a young Sprite. No, 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 not a young Sprite, but, like, yeah. Don't just make a, it hip, okay? No. Um, 
Aragorn. Aragorn is one that's interesting though that because was a very interesting. Like, I they, don't think. Well, they I don't think him. They originally had one one actor for him, um, and then they're like, you know what, this character, this guy's too young. We need an older actor. Viggo so they, Mortensen. Yeah, they yeah. got Viggo Mortensen. There's yeah. actually, um, sorry, uh, I would look into going that. Off I don't look on, that. on a tangent, but the first scene that you see uh, Aragorn in partially mm-hmm. when his pipe lights up his eyes, that's somebody else. That's the huh. other actor. Oh, okay. And you notice it because he looks completely different. Okay. Yeah. But Aragorn is one I think is interesting because the character is really cool and he's so important, mm-hmm. but I don't think Viggo Mortensen is, incredi- is is that great of an actor. That's I fair. was okay. So. And his acting his acting clearly gets better, but there are some moments in the Fellowship where um, I don't think he really hits it right. Well, it's hard because his character is so much more subtle. So yeah. you'd think it'd be easier, but in a way it's almost harder. Mm-hmm. So. Um, one thing that I praised in the last episode we're talking about was um, Jennifer Lawrence's performance as Katniss Everdeen from Hunger Games, where yeah. there is so much emotion going on without showing the presence of emotion that's especially a hard skill to acquire, and I feel like she was the perfect cast for that character. Mm-hmm. So, going back to um, the actor for Aragorn, Stuart Townsend was originally cast for Aragorn, but was replaced by Viva Morganson. Who's After four days of shooting because Peter Jackson realized that an older actor was needed. Dude, can you that imagine? Rough. Yeah, can you imagine, like, you're so excited, you're a part of this Lord of the Rings, you feel like it's going to be big, you know, everybody's talking about it, and then you don't get it. You're probably bummed you, at first, you, right? Like, you, you they got look, it. Wow, they look similar. You got it, and then you don't get it. Yeah. And you probably, and the thing is that he, at first, there was probably two stages of this. At first he was bummed, right? Because it like, like super bummed because, you know, he's no longer in it, you know, even though he was in it. He he's was probably more anymore. bummed afterwards but when I was I would say, once he's seen the legacy of the Lord of the Rings, now he's got to be like pissed because yeah. like he missed out on an iconic role that happens not even once in a lifetime for these actors. Yeah. What's you know? funny is that originally Viggo Mortensen didn't know anything about the story. It was his son who actually read the books and said, yeah. Dad, you, like, you should do this character. Oh, his like, son must so, be so silly. Yeah, My like, dad was almost job. Aragorn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he brought his son to set and he would be able to... You know, no, this is Viggo Mortensen, the guy who actually Viggo. got to play Oh, him. okay. Yeah, Viggo Mortensen. I thought you were talking yeah, about no, the other. No, no, no. no. <sighs> I don't know if that guy had a son or not. Maybe. So, yeah, Aragorn is one that I was kind of like... Like it's still it's his... still good, but like if I had to pick any of any of the performances that I was not as impressed with, it was Aragorn. Okay, but one thing that I want to point out is the character Aragorn is very different in the book. He's is not it? yeah he's not reluctant to to become the king. He's like huh. on a, he's ready to go. He's the sword that he gets in the third movie is reforged in the first movie. Like, he, oh. he carries it around as a broken piece for the longest time, and then before they leave Riv- Rivendell... Can you, has... can you tell me some of the biggest differences between the books and the movies? Oh. I'm so interested by that. Probably never... Aragorn. Um, Faramir was a really big difference because there wasn't really him being reluctant to actually... He, he was he didn't take the uh, the hobbits captive really and bring them all the way the way to Ascalia. Uh-huh. He actually in the books he's like don't worry I wouldn't want to pick up the ring if it was like by the wayside. Mm-hmm. He wasn't trying to find redeem any redemption in front of his father in that way. Yeah. And then the last thing well they also they cut out a lot of stuff but I want to say like changes I would say the scouring of the Shire. So after after they defeat Sauron. The hobbits go back home. They're like, all right, we're going to be back home. It's going to be great. We're going to see our families again. And they come back to, like, basically a wasteland. It's oh, been wow. 
basically taken over by wild men and other people and actually Saruman survives and goes back to the Shire and that's where he's basically set up his station like he's taken over that place because he survived he was able to leave his Orthanc his tower and he went there and and the Hobbits come back to him and they're just like wow this guy's taken over our home he's literally living in Bag End Frodo's house how do they they deal with that oh well um, spoiler alert he gets stabbed in the no he gets his neck sliced by Grim and Wormtongue who actually came with him so they so Frodo basically tells him, you have no power here, it's time for you to leave. And he notices that there's all the angry hobbits who literally will kill him. His power's basically gone, uh-huh. except for in his voice and that yep. sort of thing. Um, and then he's like, get up, worm. He kicks Grima uh, and he's like calling him all these names. And I think Frodo tries to give him a chance of redemption. Be like, hey, Grima, you can come with us. You don't have to follow him anymore. And then Saruman says something and Wormtum gets mad and he goes and he slices his throat. Oh, okay. And then, yeah. Should have given him a sock. Wow, that's crazy. So, well, <laughs> I, yeah, I've read the book a couple and times. Isn't isn't the the like physical eye something they changed? It's just a, yeah, it's a metaphorical eye actually. Oh, something that's a really big difference. Sam and Frodo do not separate in the third movie when they're going up the stairs yeah. of Kidathon. Okay. They actually go into the into the tunnel themselves together, mm-hmm. and then they get separated because. Um, Gollum, he basically brings Frodo somewhere else and Sam gets left behind. Oh, okay. But they don't, like, Frodo doesn't try to send him away. Okay. So that's the stuff that I can remember right now. There's probably other things that I really forgot. Aragorn, that's funny that Aragorn is so different. Yeah. Would you say, would you say really different, or... He's very, very confident in the books. Okay, so he's not, like, He's returning as a king. He's like, I'm going to Minas Tirith with Boromir to take up my rightful place. Oh, at the beginning. In the books, yeah. They're okay. literally going there, and then the whole thing with Boromir happens, and yeah. He's still on his way there, but he's he goes on some side quests to, you know, save Merry and Pippin and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. But yeah, that's the stuff that I can remember. I haven't read the book in a while, or huh. the books. And is Aragorn still an older character in the books? Yeah, he, yeah he's he still an older character. Um, again, he's supposed to be 87, but yeah. he's still young-ish, because he's from the line of long-lasting men called Numenorians. Yeah. Which were like the first, I don't know if they're the first men, but they were blessed with long life, basically. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I'm cool. speaking very quietly, apparently, by looking at the thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, doing well. Yeah. So, yeah, here, that's my knowledge of Lord of the Rings. Yeah, because I've never, I still should read the books. I've never read the books. But... It's a big haul, but... It's a very yeah. long haul. If oh. you can get past the Council of Elrond, then you're probably, you know, going to do okay. Council of Elrond, that's... That's like... In the first 20 book. 20 pages in a chapter or 20. Wow. Or, there's a... I can go look actually. I don't know. No, no. We can do that later. <laughs> but yeah, so like I love Gimli too. He's hilarious. He is very good. Yeah. I felt bad for John Reese Davies, the actor who played Gimli though, because Why? he was actually he was allergic to the prosthetic. Oh really? Every day he had to wear that prosthetic and it would like irritate his skin so much. Aww. It would literally he, he wanted to like rip it off and just scratch his face as much as he could, but he couldn't. So he was like when he was filming in the battle scenes, he was literally hitting the stunt guys who were playing the orcs. Like, he was going after them. He was in pain. He was, yeah. in, he was, like, he was not happy. So. Really feel his, like, character in a way. Yeah, so at the end of filming, actually, they gave him his last prosthetic mask, and they're like, hey, this is for you, and there's a fire going over there. He grabs it, runs over to the fire, and throws the mask, the face, like, the prosthetic face, uh-huh. right into the fire and burns it. And he's like, I'm so happy right now. 
That's awesome. Yeah. I love this, that, like to have a cool. sword. So, so your favorite is Legolas. Yes. And your favorite is. I have to say Sam. Honestly, he's just Sam, such yeah. a good character. Like he has. All I can think of is one moment where he's not gonna do the right thing per se, or he's hesitant. It's when he's gonna give the ring back to Frodo. Um, and he's like, oh, I don't know if I can because I kind of like the ring and it's having the power over him. And then he's able to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, that and he's he does misunderstand a lot of Gollum and Smeagol. He's you know not trustworthy of him, which is a good point, but. Again, there's the empathy that Frodo has, which is a good thing and a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Um, again, something that Gandalf says in the Fellowship of the Ring, which is very important, was like, some of us uh, don't get to choose death. Many who live don't deserve life. Are we? Who are we to give it to them, basically? Yeah. Um, and because of Smeagol, basically he's the reason that the ring is destroyed. Because at the end of the movie, spoiler alert, sort of, I don't care, uh, you know, Frodo has the ring, and he's like, I'm going to keep it. And then Gollum uh, bites his finger off off. like a carrot, and then he's like, I got the ring, and they fight over it, and then he falls over, and the ring goes down, and that is the very reason that everything happens. So it was unintentional, but having Smeagol live throughout the story, not killing him was the very reason that they won in the end. Yeah. Which is pretty profound in a way. Uh-huh. So that... that I'm sorry, I'm going on a no, tangent, that's okay, but I know, because that, I know some stuff about this. That, that <laughs> might embody Tolkien's perspective that violence isn't... You know what I mean? That what you were talking about yeah. earlier, he didn't like violence. Maybe that's like his, like... Like, yeah, they didn't like, kill him, and so they won because they didn't kill him. Cause well, it, okay, so you remember in The Return of the King where Aragorn is going and he's going to, like, take on... He's going to try and, like, lure Sauron out so Frodo and Sam can get to Mount mm-hmm. Doom. That is basically the very point. It's like, they're fighting not for just to, like, you know, you know, like, defeat them. They're fighting so that Frodo and Sam have a chance to do what has to be done. Yep. So it's not about it's not about the big battle, like, who will win, who will lose. It's about what's going on behind that. Yep. They're trying to make a last stand. They're trying to be like, okay... We might not be able to save ourselves, but we are, might be able to buy time, mm-hmm. which is, yeah, again, really profound. And I'm yeah. sorry, I'm talking for most of this That's part. That's okay, this is your section. I and guess we're so, using your section anyway, I guess I'm just, so. like, narrating everything I can to the people in the pod, uh, who are listening to the podcast, so. It's okay. Well, welcome to Audiobooks with Alexander Shaw. <laughs> Hello, now. <laughs> I will be your voice host. <laughs> your voice host. Welcome. Good evening. It's glad. We're glad to have you. <laughs> Talking about the other rings, it's gonna be fun. So enjoy. <laughs> so enjoy. <laughs> I really love those movies. I do and too. I. It's something that was. It, something that you pointed out was that the uh, first movie is actually three hours long. I thought that the, no, the the third one is. The third one. Third one's three and a half hours long. Oh and the gosh. first. Wait, 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 extended editions. Not extended. We didn't. We don't watch the extended ones. We watched See, the theatrical versions. I always watched versions. the extended ones, and I thought they were three hours no. long each. But it turns no, out because the original was... Yes, because yeah. ex- if you watch all of the extended versions, it's 12 hours of movie. I did not know yes. that. I thought I was really... That's no, a lot of so, acting to do as a Yes, person. the theatrical versions are 3.3 three and 3.5. Three and See, I'd feel bad if I yeah. watched the theatrical versions. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not a real fan. I, need to watch I, the I haven't seen the extendeds in... So, I think I've only seen the extendeds once. 
I'm so excited. Like friends of some other friends of mine and I are gonna watch all of them this December. I have the third and extended so, edition. I need to get the other two. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they are very very good, and they don't add to the plot as much, but they're very welcome. Yeah, I'd say. It's good. Well, th- well, there's a reason because if they did, they would still be in the movie. Exactly, oh, exactly. People have to sit in the movie theater for a very long time. So, anyway, yeah, I can't remember the last time I went and saw a movie in theaters that was three and a half hours long. How long is Infinity War? Not not that. Two and a half next, hours. Next one will be possibly three hours or more. Really? Next, yeah. In Avengers Four. I'm fine with that. I'm really okay with that. Given, I love being in the movie it. theater. I get the most out of my ticket. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Good. That's a movie that makes sense to do that too. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, I was gonna say for you, we're talking about this new series. Who's is there anybody that you feel like is going to be the hardest to recast? Is there somebody you already have in mind for the characters? I think it's gonna be very hard for them to recast Gollum. Yeah, that's get, like Andy Serkis made an iconic performance, and I think they have to make they have to capture a different part of these characters in the show so that doesn't mm. feel the same. You know what I mean? So it doesn't yeah. feel like you're watching the same thing again. Yeah. Because obviously when you adapt a character you you do tend to like es- accentuate some part of that character. Well, so maybe they'll take it from a different angle. They might make characters. a more accurate version of Gollum where he has like very, very you know, dark skin from being under like the caverns and everything and like pale luminescent eyes. There you go. Yeah. They actually, sorry. I'm sorry, would you argue that for the series since you have even more time uh, to use then the extended uh, versions, believe it or not, would you argue that the right approach to go about this is to make it more accurate to the books? Yes and no, I'd say, because you have to have certain things in episodes to make them gripping, I guess. And a lot of the time, like a lot of the parts of the story are not gripping. They're very, very slow. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah, I don't know how they're going to adapt that because they jump back and forth a lot in the Lord of the Rings books. But if you read them, or no, they jump back and forth, sorry, they jump back and forth a lot in the movies. But if you read the books, they're actually, they basically have a whole storyline for one character, character's perspective. So like Frodo and Sam going one way, and then the second half of the book is everybody else on another part of it. Okay. So they're not jumping back and forth, which okay. is pretty difficult. Um I think that's how it goes. I can't remember actually. I'm like really I feel intrigued bad. by Lord of the Rings fan casts now. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I. I'm not sure. Does anyone else anything for that? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about them casting the Lord of the Rings or even redoing it because if they do big name actors, I'm just going to see them as big name actors. I don't well, think no, because it it'll be too expensive to do that. For a yeah. TV show. I mean, look at yeah. Game of Thrones. They casted so many uh, people that weren't established before, and it was they had Sean Bean. They did have Sean Bean. They did have. Still um, <laughs> they had a uh, what's his face, midget dude. Um, midget dude. Wow. Small people will. <laughs> Good grief. Yeah. Um, Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage. Yeah. Yeah. So those are probably the two biggest. I mean, I could be wrong, but I feel like those. Who are is Jamie Dornan? Did that name ring a bell to you? Jamie Dornan. Can I see? There's their like Aragorn fan cast. It doesn't oh. look familiar. Oh, I know who they should cast as who? Aragorn, even though they totally Aragorn. Aragorn. Um, He's not uh, flying a dragon. Um, Keanu Reeves. No. <laughs> you no. want to see, like, a karate Aragorn? Who's going to do what? Where'd you get Keanu karate Keanu Reeves from? is a karate guy. Yeah, he is. He's a martial arts guy. That's his thing. Mm. Yeah. 
Dream. I'm sorry. I don't know if I want to see John Wick in Lord of the Rings. It sounds interesting in theory, <laughs> but... Who's Morgoth? Melkor Morgoth. Morgoth is the original baddie in the <laughs> Silmarillion. So, so he was actually... He was one of, like, the very powerful angels that are deities that was moved into middle earth and then he became bad and he was actually sauron's um master up until the point where he was defeated sauron kills john wick's dog and then it's the whole mission of john wick just destroying the entire (laughs) middle earth why not just make a whole mashup a big soup of something it was like the stranger things kids as the young hobbits oh wait dustin might be Kind of funny as one of the hobbits. I can see him being a hobbit. Maybe Sam. Or maybe, no, Pippin. I can see him as a Sam. Maybe Pippin. I could see him as Pippin. Yeah. Oh, wait. The Amazon series is set in Middle Earth and that the adaption will explore new storylines preceding J.J. J.R.R. Tolkien's Fellowship of the Ring. So it's, okay, so it's not. Proceeding? So it's not Lord of the Rings? It's. I guess not. I guess it is prequel. How how recent is that news? We're this just finding about this. Just we're doing about. Oh, this is an article from November of last year. What? Maybe, maybe I'm. Oh. Lord of the Rings, Amazon. This is important to know. Yeah. I'm... What's the? I need the newest. Where's the newest? This must be very interesting to listen to. I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> no, we okay. need to look. We should I'm probably looking. look this stuff up okay. before we do the podcast. Amazon Studios is making a TV series set in J.R.R. Tolkien's Middle Earth. Rumor has it that it'll be about a young Aragorn, the character played what? by Viggo Mortensen. So it's not after it's before? The show is there, looming on the horizon. Amazon is... Um... Yeah, I guess there still isn't much. So I guess are, there still isn't much known about it. Yeah, so they are still based off of a young then. Aragorn. Come on, that's not a story. Okay, hey, do you they, remember that video game about Aragorn? Do you remember that? No. <laughs> Was it Return of the King or the Two Towers? No. I remember the Hobbit video game. I remember we talked about it. I think it was last week. Possibly. Lord of the Rings: Aragorn's Quest. You don't remember that? Wait. I'm looking at it now. Uh, He's looking. I don't think I played it. I don't think I played it either, but... Uh, no, they they have some stories for Aragorn, uh, like, before the Lord of the Rings, but I don't think it's enough to make a TV show. Yeah. I don't know how they're... Yeah. We'll see how that plays out. Yeah, so they are going to be recasting people. It may not be in the same in, age, yeah. but they're definitely going to be featuring exactly. returning characters. Um, yeah. So, yeah, anything else you want to add? I don't think so. I feel like I've told basically half the story today. <laughs> I know. So really I'm sorry well. again, guys, for all my talking, but this is a podcast and, you know, no, talking is good. You're good, man. I just don't want to take up all this, you know. The <laughs> third topic! Mortal of the Rings! Yeah. Here you go! <laughs> then we're done with The Hobbit for <laughs> our third section! <laughs> we're pulling a Lord of the Rings. We're doing three seconds. Wow, but we really, like, yeah. good job, guys. On the spot, we <laughs> killed... Two segments. I guess you'll have to save your other topic for next week. Oh darn! <laughs> I'll be able to rant enough say, though. I was say, you I'll be able to think about it more and just get more mad about it. Yeah, yeah he's already riled up. You guys can look forward to that. Okay, but for now, I'm gonna completely change gears here and talk about something completely different. Um, so uh, we love Rooster Teeth as a company, and yeah. we talk a lot about Ruby and a lot of their other stuff. Talk about Genlock, their uh, upcoming. Um, animation show. Yeah, they came up um, with a new trailer recently. Yeah, new, uh, not trailer, clip. Like, they came up with the no, clip. No, they came up with a clip and then a trailer. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. So, 
if you haven't seen Genlock, definitely go check it out. It's looking super promising. They've got really... It's okay, buddy. They've got really good voice actors in it. They have David Tennant. They have Michael B. Jordan. Um, we were talking about Game of Thrones. They have one of the girls from Game of Thrones in there. Really? Who? Um, the, the small girl... Um, Arya Stark? Yes. Maisie Williams? Yes, Maisie really? Williams. Thank you. Yeah, okay. they have Maisie Williams in wow. it. Wow. And yeah, no, and they have other uh, uh, big names out there too. So like they've, and you, and from hearing this clip, this was the first time of seeing what it's like, going to be like in the show and not like over dramaticized in the trailer. Mm-hmm. And you can tell like the voice acting is like top notch and it just sounds really good. That's and awesome. it looks also really good because unlike Ruby, they've really established this new software that they've been working with and how they want to take this art- artistic wise. Yeah. And you so know, they have their vision for it later. People are trying to do more and more because they did it with Star Wars Resistance and they're doing it with the Dragon Prince, I think, right? Like the 3D, yeah. 2D. Well, well, well it's just like with Ruby, you've seen it evolve so much from it. It looks completely different than in season one um, because that was their first animated show. So they're now doing this. But that's just their animated division. What we're going to be talking about is their live action div- uh, division because they recently came out with a movie called Bloodfest. So, so far, Rosatith has come up with two movies before this, being um, uh, Laser, Laser, Laser Team. Team. Laser Team. Wow, I just totally blanked on it. And Laser Team 2. I've seen the first one. Haven't got a chance to see the second one. I do. Um, you can actually watch it on YouTube. They had a couple um, of big names in that one. Or at least one yeah. I can remember. It was, yeah. um, no, they it got... was the guy from Superstore. Yeah. And he's doing he's doing more and more now, so he's yeah. gonna be he's an upcoming actor, mm-hmm. um, at least for TV shows. I don't yeah. know if uh, we'll see how he does in the movie scene, but um, and he's freaking hilarious. I love him so much. Who's in the second one? That's notable. Um, the Gavin. Same, <laughs> the same, Gavin. Same, same lead cast. Um, and I I can't remember the other people, but um, yeah, no. But, so up. Laser Team was their first theatrical debut for a live action movie, and it had good success. Um, they've done fundraising like through um kickstarter for these movies to help uh funds them and they've been they've been good i say decent um obviously they're not gonna hit a home run on their first go but i feel like they've been doing a good job i mean they've been in production for a long time now um but Bloodfest is the first time they're doing something different um because you know the second movie was a sequel and this one was a, a horror comedy um, that they did so branching out a little bit because the other one was just kind of like a sci-fi comedy but definitely yeah. more of a comedy than sci-fi because mm-hmm. um, that's that's where the strength lies within comedy so now they're doing something a little bit more serious still adding a little bit of rooster teeth flair in there um, and yeah my take is that I rather enjoyed it yeah I feel like I'm definitely seeing the improvements in their production I feel like this is by far their their best production they had um they're really getting up there with actors they had um one of the main actors was ned from spider-man homecoming which was really wild it's like mm-hmm. the only other movie he's in right now by the way yeah um he he's just up and coming and like uh, homecoming he was also was in his... avengers you know infinity war of course, a small part okay. but just being in avengers 3 is <laughs> a pretty big deal yeah so but yeah he's a new out. he's a new actor and like yeah. homecoming was his like his breakout Thing. So the fact that the like the main other movie he's in right now is Bloodfest is basically Ned in this movie yeah. too, though. <laughs> I don't know. Like a little older. I don't know. Little older. A little older. Yeah. older. Um, I, mean, I was kind of, it was kind of ambiguous on how old they were. Were they teenagers or the young adults? Uh, I'd say they must adults. have been young adults. Yeah. he must have been a young adult. I really hope. I really hope so. Yeah. But um, but yeah, and then um, they also had Zachary Levi. That was great. For a that short was so time, great. but it was worth also it. playing himself. By the way, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so good. It made me very um, happy, especially after like watching the trailer for Shazam. Mm-hmm. I know more about him. Well, 
I've seen his face more. Like I, I know him as Flynn Rider, yeah. which is what they knew him yeah. as too. Um, I will say we're going to be talking spoilers. Um, I think it's worth seeing. You can rent it really cheap. Go ahead, check it out if you feel like having a good laugh. Um, but or yeah, being so. disturbed deeply because I was too. It is graphic. It is. No, it is messed up. Yeah, it's rated R. It well, I think it's unrated. Yeah, unrated probably. But it, if it had a rating, it'd be R. <laughs> Simply because yeah. it's super graphic. Yeah, but it's it's the production value for Rooster Teeth is pretty good, but it's still pretty cheesy too. Yeah, but yeah, I think that's they're crowdfunding a lot of it. Well, yeah, so. but I think that they're they're owning that too. They're not trying yeah, they're to be a blockbuster. Yeah, yeah. They, they they're they're finding that sweet spot of. I think they're being ironic and like self-aware. Yeah. I and guess. I think I think they're really directing their production uh, quality where it matters mm-hmm. as far as look and feel. You know, they realize that some parts would really help if it looked really professional and some parts don't matter as much. When I was watching the movie, like at a certain point, I felt like, okay, this movie is woke because it's so aware of what <laughs> it is going on. They're like, there's literally one part where the... Uh, uh, the guy who is running Bloodfest is like, we are going to make an actual horror movie. Would you guys like that? I'm like, it's the movie. It's the, <laughs> the movie is the movie. <laughs> yeah. Come on, dude. It's a movie within a movie within a movie. Within like, a this movie. is a little too much, if you ask me. Um, it, yeah, and they also have... Um, did we already mention that it had the actor from Once Upon a Time who played Peter Pan? Oh, no, we didn't. Yeah, he's the lead yeah, actor. He's in this. pretty good. Like, I have... I haven't watched Once Upon a Time a lot. I saw some of it, but I knew that he was Peter Pan in it. I think one thing that's really important with this type of... Because I, I, I've been saying that horror comedy is a hard genre because it's so easy to make it like too cheesy where the horror just doesn't make sense or make it so scary that the comedy just seems out of place and it takes you out of it. Zombieland is a good one. I don't know if I'd call it horror, but yeah. it's, it's, it's comedy. Yeah. yeah. I think it's, 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 I think it's a hard category because they're kind of like polar opposites. You know, you're talking about being scared and laughing, which is kind of like opposite emotions oh. almost. You know what? Oh, well, the guy who directed um, Venom mm-hmm. directed Zombieland. True. Yeah. Good, so good example of having themes. dark, you yeah. know, comedy. But that one was less, that was not, wasn't really horror. It was just. It was like a dark comedy. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. It's just edgy. You know, yeah. this one is like, I mean, like the whole thing, the subject matter the is, horror. is horror. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and they definitely had some graphic stuff in there, especially when they were opening uh, with it and with the chainsaws and all that. Yeah. When they took um, out yeah. Gavin. What the crap? And I know, they literally saw Gavin in half. He's just like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, like, you just, why are y'all running? Um, also, I liked how they're relying less and less on their internal uh, acting. You know, for the most yeah. part, all their uh, in house actors were. Um, cameos with the exception of Barbara, who is actually pursuing more acting uh, careers. And I felt like she did a good job. I, um, at, at first, I felt like it was kind of rough I would agree. Rough at at first, first, yeah. I feel like she definitely, as as she's you know going along with her character arc, I feel like she definitely got the more more of a hang of it, you know? But I, I feel like that yeah. first, yeah, the first, like, the first 10 minutes... The first scene I saw her in, I was like, mm, Barb, yeah. hi. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I also really liked the douchey boyfriend dude who was with the oh vape and all that. <laughs> At first, I was like, did they de-age Gus? What is this guy? <laughs> um, there's Gus a... is one of the guys. I know. Okay, okay, okay so there's a funny... Oh, real quick before we mentioned Gus. So Gus was originally in the movie, and he had his like own story arc. He ended up getting cut out of the entire movie. Oh. He's he's talked about it so many podcasts. He's so <laughs> salty about it. 
um, there is a way to get a cut of all of his scenes. Really? Of, please, yeah. yes. How can we do that? I gotta find out. But Okay, um, please do. I want yeah, to see. We need to watch that, yeah. I would like to say that my impression of the movie was I didn't know what to do with it. <laughs> like, I'll be honest. Like, I, I didn't know it how to... It felt like that, yeah. I don't know how to feel about it. Um, it's a horror movie within a horror movie. With there are some parts that I thought were funny, but honestly, they were far in... in they were, like, far in between. And... <laughs> my favorite comedy bit <laughs> was the clowns we found on Craigslist. Yeah, that was pretty good, too. He's like... What would he? What did he say? He before went on that? this whole long like. Oh yeah, he's like rant. Yeah, finding, no, like, like guys, yeah. like finding a guy having like a crazy guy wa- have him watch a scary movie and then tell him that he is the character. It was some like really dark and twisted. Like, like we turned like, these wow. guys into bad yeah, people. Yeah, like brainwashing. And the clowns we got on Craigslist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We got, that was like, good I like pivot. seeing the clowns fight the zombies. I, like, that was a really. But so, I also feel like if it's supposed to be set in the real world, it doesn't really make sense that they'd reanim- like they'd be able to reanimate the bodies. They're and definitely have breaking some European boundaries. vampires. I was gonna say so. The move there was something that was entertaining about the movie, but I didn't feel like there were really that many scary parts, and I didn't really feel like there were that many funny parts. And that's like the two well, genres the movie is, and then the vampire scene made me really uncomfortable. <laughs> so well, like. Yeah, it was, uh, but it was also kind of funny because Ned wasn't noticing. Yeah. I'm gonna call him yeah. Ned. I forget his yeah. actual name in the story, but I'm gonna call him Ned. Okay. That was yeah. He's a he's like he's a totally oblivious to it. Just like good job, and buddy. I thought, and good I thought job. that was pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> he used a pun, so of course you like. Oh well, yeah. There was there was one in that part. I also love Blaine's scene in that where he's like just chilling around, and then he, and then he's in the background he's, as Ned's being oblivious. He just laughs and says, "Huh, nerds." And I'm like, "You work at Rooster Teeth. <laughs> You're at Blood Fest." <laughs> What? Yeah. yeah. I The movie, again, I was able to enjoy parts of it, um, but I was also... I'm not really a horror movie guy. We already know this. and I, So I was rather yeah. disturbed by a lot of it, especially, um, uh, like, the, the, the final reveal and of, like, the other villain. I, I just, totally knew it was his sister, it messed, by the way. Like, like, I, I, not- I noticed it was a girl. I was like, this person is very small... Slave, my my so. giveaway was okay. They've got a mask on it. It's going to be someone we know. The only character that hasn't been utilized is his sister. Literally, okay. like yeah. that's think, why it gave it away for me. What do you think about the f- sense? How dark they became, though. Especially his dad. I was like, I was going to say, what you going to think about the father? Did you see that coming, or? Um, I wasn't surprised. I I wasn't thinking about it, but when it happened, I wasn't surprised. I was like, oh yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. See, I just. Right. I was like, this doesn't make any sense. I kept thinking back to Star Wars where Obi-Wan's just like, you became the very thing you swore to destroy. I'm like, you kept you're saying literally it making it, you're literally making horror and you're enjoying it. You are the problem now that you thought you were trying yeah. to eradicate. What's up, dude? That made me mad. Well, I, think, I, was, I think it's hard because they were trying to go for a surprise at the same point. Because if they built up too much, then it'd be like, well, of course, if it's him, they've given him all these reasons why it would be this guy. Exactly. And it was actually so, Blaine. He was actually alive. Wait, what? No, it was, it was the Oh, well, you're just trying to think if of we had like, another villain, who different would Different options be? for the yeah. villain, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it would have... Yeah, okay, <laughs> um, I felt like the main two actors... Um, Oh, the guy and the girl there who end up surviving. You need to remember their names. At least yeah. write it down. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it, With movies like this, maybe it just doesn't matter. Well, 
Well, then there's the Rogue One, which is probably the biggest cause of not being able to remember names just because they're not memorable for some reason. Yeah. What movie? Rogue One. Oh, I watched Literally, it. Literally, we mentioned were, it today. I we do remember, remember the names. Thank you. Jin Orso. Yeah, Cassian Andor. TK I don't know who that is, but I. Jiro Imway. I'm sure. What's the robot's name again? TKSO. TKSO. See, such a better droid than the solo droid. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure there's a science to why there's some why characters can have memorable names and why not, but I'm not going to go into that now. I That'd think it's better. like, well, for one, I'm terrible with names, but also it depends on the kind of characters that you're watching. These these characters, they they have specific roles in a horror movie, so it's going to be like the main guy, the main girl, the you know, virgin yeah, really friend, funny like funny friend, the person who's very dumb is going to die. The, the attractive girl, and then, like, the old guy. And I actually, you know what? I really like the old guy. I yeah. thought he had a good, you know... I like Zachary part. Levi. I like Zachary <laughs> Levi, too. And I was Flint like, Rider. survive! Survive, Flynn! And he didn't. He's, yeah, he was sad. A little bummed. So, that movie, what's... Again, it was disturbing for me, and I was also... I think it's kind of like what you said. Like, I found parts of it enjoyable, and... I'm I'm pretty happy with Rooster Teeth being able to come out with it. I thought it was like a, a decent job. Yeah. But I don't feel like it's a movie that I'm just like, oh, people have to go see it. It's so, so oh, no. good. And I'm not saying that. I'm saying if you appreciate Rooster Teeth content, you're definitely going to enjoy this. If you like this type of movie, I say it's worth watching. I'm not saying you have there's to watch a, yeah, it. Yeah, there's reasons you would enjoy it. Yeah. But... I think I think what I do like is that this one definitely is distinctly different than mm. other because I feel like a lot of the things that I hate that are typical for this one I don't see nearly as much. It's got other issues, granted, but I feel like the main issues for this kind of genre that I normally just hate being like really bad acting and just like the crap. Like I don't know the comedy in them. I don't find temp usually hilarious. That's the part. That's a yeah. bad part of it. Is that the comedy that are in these comedy horrors? I just don't find Tucker funny. and Dale versus Evil though. That was like, a good that one. That is such a great movie. That one's messed up too. I want to watch that again. We should soon. watch that. We should have a movie night sometime. We should watch, watch that. Yes. Yeah. It is mm -hmm. Spooktember. I think Spooktember. one of the things is that or this movie is Spooktember. That was last month. <laughs> Spooktober. It's Spooktober. Thank you, boy. Um. Yeah. I think one of the movies. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I think one of the problems of the movie is that it is made up of tropes, which. I think it can be a good thing and a bad thing. So it's like, oh, this movie is entirely predictable because it's made up of these things. But then and they're they, directly re referencing yeah, they it, know so it's it. kind of weird. They know it, yeah. yeah. And also, I think it's also... It's like Cabin it's, in the Woods. Have you guys seen Cabin in the Woods? No, I don't want to watch that one. <laughs> Why not? Because I see a saw clip of it and it's not, it looks scary. I don't want to watch it. It's scary. No, I don't want to watch What's it. The, okay, one thing that I have, like, but th this was a weird comedy horror because it was, it was such a change on the genre as a whole what was the one with the cabin in the uh, woods in the woods with the two hillbillies that were tucker and that's dale, tucker and dale oh, for dude. Dude. Okay. what yeah. the heck sorry i didn't realize that was the movie you guys yeah made. alan tudyk when yeah. they accidentally kill everybody yeah yeah that's, <laughs> tucker and dale. So, that's i think remember, that's an awesome remember movie the wood that's shipper? like probably your best example of a oh horror comedy word. yes and no because <laughs> you're holding the gun wrong the safety's on oh, oh. I, but i think it's such a unique plot that that define the movie in a way that you can't just repeat that and do yeah. that again. No, you can't. That's such a unique concept that worked for that so well and change. That was more. I wouldn't say that as the perfect example of what to do that for genre. I think that was a great example of how to plan your expectations within that genre. Yeah. Um, and all these things that you would 
like trying to relate from character to character. I, mean, I want to see going... them do. I want to see Rooster Teeth do like a slap, like a like create their own like '80s slasher movie. That would be funny. <laughs> That'd be kind of cool. Sure, bring it back. Just like where they're talking. Oh, what if they actually made the slasher that they referenced? Uh, having yeah, in the Arborist. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah Arbor Day. They can make a small TV show of that. I think That'd it'd be, be cool. Fun. Okay, so think about movies like um, actually think about Evil Dead. Evil Dead was supposed to be like a serious like mm-hmm. scary movie, but it became such a laughing stock. They trope. embraced it, and yeah. they made like, and there's even a TV show now. Yeah, that's well, it's finished, I think, but it's on Netflix. Yeah, so like they could do something like that. That would be cool. Yeah, it'd be mm-hmm. pretty fun. I think one of the problems with this movie though is that it's also hinging on the fact that, well, in my opinion personally, is that it's a, uh, it's basically like you like if you are a fan of Rooster Teeth, then yeah. you're gonna like this movie because it has people from Rooster Teeth that yeah. you know and love. And that's why they're trying to go more and more away from that because they don't want to make it exclusive just for their. No, yeah, they might, they might get there. Yeah. Yeah. This is definitely a step in the right direction. I feel. Yeah. Like. They definitely. Yeah. I, and I feel like the the, 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 the the notes that they had for Rooster Teeth fans were very subtle but very good. For instance, at one point, Barbara got a phone call and it was the Ruby theme song. Yeah, yeah. Good note. Wasn't distracting for people who don't know what it is. You yeah. know? Um, but it must have been very weird for people watching in the movie theater who, ha- who didn't know anything about Rooster Teeth and then hearing everyone else laugh who did like Rooster Teeth. And yeah, you're, you're just kind of like, why are you laughing at her ringtone? Yeah, yeah. Um, Speaking of ringtone. I think that... Like I said, I think this movie suffers from other areas that they're personally working on, but I feel like as far as what they're doing for the genre and how they treated it, this, they had characters that I cared about. I'm not saying I cared about all the characters, but they did have characters. I cared, that I cared about, about Ned. <laughs> what gives? Um, which is something that I feel like is a hard thing for the genre. There's just so many times the characters I just don't care about. Like, they're just so stupid that yeah. I don't even care if they die. Yeah. And the, the comedy it's either just not working or it's just not for me because very rarely will I have a fun time uh, with these movies. So it just fails on so many fronts that it's actively trying to do. I feel like the problems with this movies, this movie is not related to like, other than the fact that, yeah, it could have been scarier. It was really graphic. So that was, there was that aspect, but as far as it actually being scary, not as much, but I didn't mind that as much because I was yeah. more in it for the comedy side of this. Um, so they could have worked on that aspect. But as far as the main bullet points they're trying to hit, I feel like they did a good job. Okay. And they have other issues. As And I think it's less of an issue with with this movie, more stuff that they've been working on for movies in general as they're learning how to be a movie production company. Okay. You know? Yeah. Um, you know, trying to find those lines of how much service do we do to our Rooster Teeth fan base and how much do we do like outside Rooster Teeth, trying to find that right balance, trying to find how to do stuff um, that really does well in a movie format because they're so used to doing things in a normal video format and trying to translate that into a movie format is something new. And I feel like every movie I'm seeing a lot and lots of progress, mm-hmm. which makes me really excited for what they can come out with in the future. I still feel like the strongest part right now, though, is their TV shows. Because, yeah. you know, originally going back, they basically just had Red versus Blue, and that was them working off of something that exactly. was already existing, yep. and it was still very good. But when it comes to making original content, yes, this is pretty decent. I heard that uh, Laser Team wasn't great, um, but I know that, you know, Ruby did very well, and I know, what was it, like, what was it, Five Nights, the Five Day... What was the one where, like, they the insomnias, Insomniacs, like, had to survive or something? Day five. Oh, day, day five. five yeah. I heard good things about that. Yeah, I, heard I, about wanna, that I really want to get into that. That's their version of like a really high production TV 
um, drama um, mm-hmm. about like basically a zombie apocalypse where um, if you sleep, you die. Uh-huh. Um, so you literally have to stay awake, and it's their whole process of trying to stay awake during like this. Wow. Uh, yeah, it's really yeah. fascinating. Uh, really high production. I really want it. It's just long, so I need because like their episodes are almost an hour each. Yeah. Um, so wow. I need to like find the time to actually binge all. Where those. can you watch that? Um, is it on RoosterTeeth.com? It's on RoosterTeeth.com. That's where you, it's it's one of those first exclusive yeah, things. Yeah, be first. Okay. Um, but yeah, maybe sometime we can all watch it together. But yeah. I've heard great things about everybody who's watched it. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's probably one of the less talked about but highest quality of things that they have to offer. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's a great example of really really good production that they were. Again. I just think they do do better with TV stuff. Oh, I do too. I, I mean, they do too. I don't know if I would call Camp Camp TV per se. I guess it's yeah. TV, but it's like it's a it's show. A, it's miniseries, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's, it's, it's shorts. Um, but I would say really it's a good. show. It's yeah, a show. Okay, so it's a show. So yeah. they have that. They have Ruby. Genlock is coming out soon. They have a new one called Nomad from Nowhere, which came out this yep. year. I haven't watched a lot of it, but I think it's, it's okay. Yeah, yeah, I think it's. Okay. I think what I like about Rooster Teeth is that they have. They could be doing stuff like Ruby. They could be doing well. Even even then, actually, Ruby was more of a risk. I like that they they are a company that takes risks. They try new things. They try oh, to I challenge think, themselves yeah, constantly and sort of, doing more. Mm-hmm. They could, if they wanted to, they could have just made Red versus Blue for the rest of eternity, and that's all they ever did. But they decided to do more shows, different content. Yeah. They're doing different content in all areas of their company every mm-hmm. day. Their achievement hunter branch, which is their gaming section of their company, has now been making their own shows. For example, Achievement Haunter, which is their own ghost hunting show, which yeah. is hilarious because they're basically doing legitimate ghost hunting, but at the same time pranking each other and having a fun time with it, yep. very relying on their personalities. That which sounds I think is like fantastic. a horror story movie, though. Like, you know, you prank a friend and then you're the one who dies. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Like, Good luck, Ideas. Uh, but yeah, and they're doing other shows as well. They did this awesome thing called Hardcore Tabletop, where they take. I like, love a, Hardcore Tabletop. Yeah. Can we watch that? Can we, um, I can. <laughs> I can put in some more episodes if you want. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but yeah. So it, Rooster Teeth is a company. I have a lot of respect for all the risks that they're taking, and I feel like every time I watch something new from them, it's always better than the last. And I think that's something that's really hard to yeah. continue to achieve consistently. Mm-hmm. What's um, that game show that they have? Uh, on the spot. Yeah, I live on the spot. Yeah. 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 Cool. So I don't really right. watch the podcast as much anymore. I feel bad. I watched. I listen to Off Topic and uh, the Rooster Teeth podcast every week. Hmm. Um, yeah. Cool. All right. Well, that's it's been quite an episode. A lot of the Lord of the Rings. So I hope you like that. Lord of the Rings. Lord, Lord of the Rings. Oh, we were saying how like we've never really talked about Lord of the Rings. I think the most we've talked about Lord of the Rings before this was actually last episode when we were talking about novels. Yeah, and there probably. was just, just a sprinkle of Lord of the Rings in there. Yeah, but and then I blurted everything out that I knew about Lord of the Rings. It was yeah. wonderful. Sorry, it was a quarter it's, of it's, it. It's been holding for a while. Like we, we've talked about how we don't okay. talk about Harry Potter enough. Um, I'd love to kind of like watch those again and kind of revisit that for oh, this yeah. month. As lots of good stuff to do at this time of year. Yeah, so. absolutely. <laughs> um, and maybe we'll watch some more Spooby. 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 When? No. Oh, when is um. Um, the new It movie coming out next year. Next year. Next. Thing out. Why well, do I know that? I don't know. I guess I just saw like production pictures. Anyway, that's all we got. For you. <laughs> that's all. Oh. Anyway, you, you came in hot, and we're like, yeah, uh, that's uh, all. Uh, that's all we got. So, stay kind, geeks.
Okay, buddy. Nice and simple this time. <clears throat> In a world of Veltima fungicide, five feet reign supreme. Hey, remember? Less dramatic? Five feet. Just five feet. Five feet. Nope. Sixty inches. Look, man, just say Veltima fungicide lets you treat corn as early as five feet. Nice. Veltima fungicide from BASF. Coming sooner to a field near you. Always read and follow label directions. Some cars are comfy on the inside, but don't have power on the outside. And some cars have the horsepower, but none of the comfort. I used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package. But that all changed when I got my Honda SUV. It's rugged and sophisticated. And right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup. CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, you name it. So if you're looking for a car that's the total package, the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer. Hurry before they're all gone.